Let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. Today's episode comes from an interview I had with Ramona Baptiste. Ramona is a CPA here in the state of Georgia who specializes in tax preparation and planning, and she's helped several barbers both get and keep their taxes straight. In this section, Ramona breaks down what is and is not a tax write-off. She debunks a whole bunch of the myths and makes it real clear on how to be able to keep track of them. I'm going to get out of the way and uh, get right to the interview. Thank you very much, Ramona, for your time. I appreciate this. You know, like a lot of the folks I was speaking to, I have really been looking forward to this conversation here. Very good. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. I guess I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm sure it'll probably give you a real good picture as to a lot of the conceptions and misconceptions that we barbers have. So I was uh, talking with a few people before a class at the Premier Hair Show in Orlando about a couple months ago. And the topic of business write-offs came up. I have a, a soccer jersey, which I wear, that has my uh, my name and logo on the back. And so kind of thinking as an, an advertising expense. And that kind of sparked the whole conversation. I'm not up to speed as I probably should be. So it was really interesting hearing what people had to say about it. Uh, there were all kinds of suggestions flying. One person said that everything they were doing for the show, including travel, food, and entertainment, was a write-off. And it would come off their taxes. Another said something about uh, how everything we do is a write-off because as barbers and cosmetologists, we are our businesses. So everything we spend should be written off. Can you break down write-offs and how they do and don't work? Sure. So um, as it relates to a business and write-offs for your business, of course, only those items that are directly attributable to your business are eligible for write-offs. So if you were at a conference, for example, and you had to travel to get there, whether it's airfare, hotel, mileage, all of those things are deductible. But if there are some personal aspects to that, so let's say you extended your stay because you want to visit family or friends, or you just want to cycle, or let's say that while you were there, did some other things such as go to bars or uh, go golfing, things that are not affiliated with, with the conference. Those types of things would not be deductible. So the items that are 100% attributable to your business, yes, they are deductible. And just to address some of the other things you mentioned, someone said everything you do is deductible. I've had uh, clients before that were in the entertainment business. So they felt like the cost of their hair care, their makeup, all of those things were deductible. Not so. Because as you know, you're not 24-7 being filmed or doing something that is directly attributable to your craft. So only those things that are, are what would be deductible. So in your line of business, just to give you some examples of allowable deductible deductions that we would commonly see, any products that you purchase for your business, or equipment that you purchase, booth rent or rent for a space, uh, cell phone, 
and even on a cell phone, because most of us have a cell phone that we use partially for business, partially for personal, 100% of your cell phone would not be deductible, only a percentage based on your usage. So if you estimate that you use it 50% for business, you would deduct 50% for business. If you have an internet connection in your shop and there's nothing there but your shop, then yes, you would deduct that internet. Your uniforms, if you have those, mileage, not commuting to and from home, but mileage for you to commute, say, to a, a, a supply shop or to a conference or to some training. All of those things, mileage for those would be deductible. If you have mileage to a client or to meet a client somewhere, that would be deductible. Vehicles that you purchase through your business, if you have something like that, you could deduct the loan interest if you have a loan on that vehicle. License, training, meals for your business only. So if you buy meals for the shop, you buy meals for employees or for customers, yes, those will be deductible. Those are all examples of allowable deductions. Now, if you want to talk about what would be non-deductible, entertainment is no longer deductible. So bars, golfing, those are just examples of things that you would not deduct. Personal expenses, like your grooming, your wardrobe, your portion, uh, your personal portion of your cell phone, you would not deduct those. Typically with barbers, depending on if you have some other things that you're doing besides just working in a shop. Typically, your home office is not going to be deductible because you're not using that to meet with clients. Now, you have if you have other work you're doing, like, for example, you're doing a podcast, and that's going to be an ongoing part of your business, then you would need an office probably to be able to do that. So that would mean that a portion of that would be deductible. Personal travel is not deductible. Personal meals would not be deductible. So those are all just some examples of what would be deductible or or above. Let me go to the meals part. I just we kind of it just kind of stuck in. So if if someone's on a convention or at a bar show or something like that, they're on the trip itself. Are those meals deductible yeah. or no? Yes. Yeah, so if you're on a trip and you're out of town, you're away from home, you have no option other than to eat out. If you are traveling there for the specific purpose of attending a conference related to work. So, yes, in that case, those meals. Okay. Now, you also mentioned if it's like partial business, partial personal. How would someone go about indicating that if they're, if they're doing their accounting? So, typically, for one thing, you want to have a business bank, right? So um, to the extent that you can separate your business and your personal, you want to do that. So if you have a business account and you're running those transactions that you know are strictly business, definitely you would want to run those through that account. Let's say you go on this trip or a conference and you extend your stay, but it's continued, right? In that case, of course, you're going to pay the hotel with probably one credit card. So that would be something that you would need to make an adjustment for. If you have a formalized accounting system, such as QuickBooks or something of that nature, you would probably see one charge 
but you would need to split that charge between business travel and a personal district. And is that something that's easily done through like a QuickBooks or something like that? Yes, if you know, it doesn't have to be an exact line. It just needs to be something that you can explain. Of course, when you do a tax return, you're not sending receipts with the return. You're not sending anything with that. At that point, it's more of an honor system in terms of you determining what's deductible and what's not. So for your own records, I would just suggest that you make notes or, or have some way of consistently determining what percentage of what you're doing is personal versus personal. And as long as you can reasonably explain that, even in the event of an audit, you should be fine. So if you were to go to a conference, let's say you had an itinerary that shows three days, but you stayed five, if you were to be audited, you could present that itinerary and you can show proof that, okay, this conference was three days. So this portion of it is definitely business related. So I'm going to charge this to the people. Those other two days, that was personal, I decided to stay. So you could justify using that as personal. That makes sense. Are there other travel expenses that people should know about or travel expense myths? Other things that people commonly mistake that are right off or or miss, which are? Well, I would just say that definitely consistency is key. So if you are the type of barber that typically travels with clients and that's your ongoing situation, that will show up in your transactions. And so it, it probably would not be questionable that you're traveling and that you're writing off a lot of travel related. Of course, with most barbers, out-of-town travel is something you might do occasionally, usually more so for trade shows and things of that nature. But in terms of ongoing with clients, you may not have a lot of that. So if you are doing that, occasionally, no big deal. You see a lot of exotic places you're going, and you don't see any income being generated during that period of time, then it might be questionable, why are you doing if you're traveling to an exotic location, but you can show proof that you have attended some type of course or some type of training in person, you usually would have some type of evidence to show that. So things like that would be what would be looked at if you some type of audit or um, any expenses that would question. Okay, so... Uh... When I go to the Las Vegas Barber Expo next month, make sure I got someone that says, hey, I was here. <laughs> I guess I'm only going to be able to write off that first day. The other two days when I'm hanging out, that's not going to be extra. I get it. <laughs> so let me see if I can get you to break something down for me here, because we hear this term, it's a write-off. Okay, you can write that off. What is a write-off? What would be counted as a write-off and what wouldn't be a write-off? Can, can you break write-offs down for us? Sure. So, so as far as taxes are concerned, the IRS expects that any person who is self-employed who makes more than $400 in net earnings for a year, a calendar year, is required to file the earnings from the net earnings from that business on their tax. Now, I specifically say net because that is considering your gross profit or receipt less any deductible expense, okay? So if you make $10,000 and you spend 9900 
on allowable deduction for that business, then your net profit is one hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. One hundred dollars, that net amount is what you're really going to be taxed on. You're going to report all of that on your Schedule C for taxes if you are a self-employed single owner LLC. You would report all of that activity, but the net amount, which would just be that hundred dollars, is what you're going to be paying tax. So when we say a write-off, it's that nine thousand nine hundred dollars that you're deducting from your income to arrive at your net. So, of course, the more income you make, the more taxes you pay. The more net profit you make, the more taxes you pay. So those deductions or write-offs are what reduces your taxable income. So you only pay tax on the profit, not the whole thing that you pay. So that's why it's important that your business be profitable. Because, you know, the IRS does not expect that your business will just operate at a loss year after year after year. When you start, it's quite common that a startup business would, would operate at a loss. It's quite common that a startup business could operate at a loss for several years. But at some point, the expectation is you're going to net a profit, which means you have some taxes that you Otherwise, it's going to be considered like a, a, a hobby. So at some point, there needs to be some income, net income. That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discussed in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.